0: Thank you to our sponsor for Season 2, Punto Space. The contemporary raw space combines capacity with intimacy. Four distinct spaces on three levels encompass more than 3,500 square feet. Custom configurations, a state-of-the-art audio-visual system, and full-service support provide endless possibilities for realizing your creative vision. Welcome to Currency Shift, the podcast where we showcase and share insights from first, only, and the disruptive. These are people who are creating new lanes and carving new paths for women, people of color, and diversity and inclusion. My name is Shade Simone. Let's get started. All right, we have a beaten in the house. Yes. Cheers to you! Thank you. Yeah, let's take a little sip. Yeah, Cheers free. to you too. Oh, take that sip! I can take yeah, the you sip. gotta <clears> take. <throat> you gotta take the sip. This is good. Thank you. Yes. Can you reveal or that not so much? I can I can reveal it. Um, what's, what's beneath the ogre? I'll, I'll show you. Container, but don't repeat it on the show yet. Okay. But it's it's the. Boom. Oh,
1: okay. I'm so, like, I don't even know what that means. I'm oh. so not a drinker. <laughs> but um, I like stuff that tastes like juice. You yeah. Know? Anything close to yeah. grapes and <laughs> fruits I'm, I'm into.
0: Yes. You know? I like, I like the champagne. This is like uh, the rosé. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really appreciate the flavor and it's not too heavy. No, it's not. It's nice. So it gives you a good vibe.
1: <laughs> Warms me right up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a fool just to put that out there.
0: Yeah. You no, know, I love, um, it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Um. Thank you so much for being on the show. So I really appreciate it. Um. I look at your company as, A, is disruptive for the whole industry, period, because your focus is on women, right, in the music industry on the back end. But then I also look at you as a first, because I haven't seen any other companies uh, that's structured the way yours is and the focus of the type of women that you're focusing on. Tell the people a little bit about what you're currently doing, the name of your business, and who you are. Sure. Hello, Currency Shift. Yeah, I'm a Currency Shifters.
1: Currency Shifters. It's Abita Austin. I'm the founder of The Creator Suite, and it's an organization that supports women in music production um, by providing them with increased visibility, access to education, and career opportunities.
0: I love it. I love it. So before we dig deep into more of what you're currently doing Mm -hmm. and the focus of your business, we want to get to know you a little bit more. Okay, Let's start from the very, very beginning. What were your aspirations when you were younger?
1: That's a funny question. That was a long time ago. (laughs) When when you say younger, what does that mean? Because we're all young right now, aren't
0: we? I mean, like when you were a child. (laughs) We we can take it back. Yeah, You know, I was
1: into a lot of things. I think looking back, I was just... um, You know, it's just like I was creative, you Mm -hmm. know, I wasn't it wasn't I was into my first art um, form of expression, I would say that I went heavy with was visual arts. So Mm -hmm. I was into drawing and painting heavy in high school, but I also played in the band Mm -hmm. um, and I played drums. Um, And so and then I was also taking apart tape recorders. This is like, you know, back in the day when we used tape recorders. And so I was taking apart tape tape recorders. So I guess that was the tech side. I was like taking taking apart VHS um, recorders and like features tapes and just like trying to and recording myself all the time and listening back. I wish I had those tapes now, but, Mm -hmm. um, so I was just creative, like, um, just doing a whole bunch of stuff. My mom is super creative. She doesn't even consider herself that, but she had us doing like a lot of things, you know? Um, so I think I didn't know what I wanted to do. I definitely didn't know what I wanted to do when I hit college. I was Mm -hmm. undecided and then I figured it out and it kind of morphed into music um, and music production specifically, but coming up, I think I was just um, very creative, and and I think throughout life I'm realizing that um, I'm just creative. I'm, I'm, Tell I'm creative.
0: us a little about about where you grew up. I like, um, grew up in Long Island, Long Island, New um, York.
1: Yeah, Long Island, New York, um, the Hempstead South Bol- South Hempstead, Baldwin area, um, Uniondale area, um, and yeah, I don't know what else to say about it. Um, you know, trees, grass, <laughs> playing outside all the time. Um, yeah, you know, a lot of. Again, a lot of playing in dirt, like, Mm -hmm. which I think is like, I don't know, probably a lost art, like making, you know, going to the beach, making sandcastles, playing with the kids on your block, um, Mm -hmm. that whole thing. I mean, I I don't know what else to say about Long Island. It was cool. It was um, fun. You know, it was fun growing up. Mm -hmm. I went to school later on. um, I went to NYU. Mm -hmm. And so that was much different, but I don't know. It was much different, but I guess in ways it it was... um, it was just me, you know, growing up and exploring different parts of myself. So, yeah.
0: And were you the only child? Oh, no. No? No. No, no, no. <laughs> um, no I'm the youngest. Of the all my- youngest, okay. I'm the
1: youngest of uh, four. And so I'm the youngest of four, four girls. Mm-hmm. So I have three older sisters. So, yeah, no, I was um, preceded by a lot of strong woman so yeah <laughs> yeah. No, but my, all, all my sisters are cool yeah
0: all right so were you the only one that was really taking Mm-mm. apart the recorders well, and really being on the creative side of not things? on
1: the creative side we're all creative mm-hmm. um but i have a sister who works in tv i have another sister um who um she's many things her background is in she's a doctor mm-hmm. um of speech pathology but she also writes um for film and TV I have a sister who's uh has a master in masters in visual arts so we're all creative um I think I was just more on the technical side of taking things apart and if a if a um what do you call it? if a computer had to be set up it was me if a TV had to be set up it would be me doing it so yeah
0: Yeah no that sounds exciting and your parents just kind of like opened it up and just encouraged that it sounds like They
1: did which is surprising um cuz I know a lot of parents um Don't. And I was doing a lot of the stuff I did was male dominated, like playing the drums um, Mm -hmm. or, you know, just being more so into the engineering and production. But they didn't really. And, you know, I was into sports, too. I forgot about that. I ran track like all Mm -hmm. um, all seasons. So, yeah, (laughs) but they they always encouraged it. They were always encouraging of it, which is interesting because I hear a lot of um, stories that people aren't encouraged to do what they actually want to do. So
0: that's good. So it sounds like at a young age, you had already figured out that to a certain extent the music industry was somewhere that you wanted to be in or what did that occur in college it it happened
1: in college when i started interning so i was an undergrad again i said i went to Mm -hmm. myu steinhardt school i ended up there but i started in gallatin which was a school for more like liberal arts study like you create your own background um or your own track i should say and i was like this is too free i need some structure and so i was hanging out with a lot of people at new York's cafe at the time this was like hmm late nineties. Um, and you know, New York Ricans was the spot to be at. I was meeting a lot of people in music and my sister's boyfriend at the time was a producer. And so Mm -hmm. I would sit in on sessions with him and I was just like, Oh, this is dope. Mm -hmm. You know, I really like this. I feel comfortable. Um, and my first internship was actually at Def jam recordings. Um, and I was like, this is not it. It's not for me. And then my, (laughs) my next one was, um, at quad recording studios. And I was like, Oh, this feels like this is something I can do. Um, And at that time, I transferred into the NYU um, Steinhardt program that had, it was the music technology program, I should say. I transferred into that. So I was like, you know, getting my feet wet in that. And it's been like, you know, it's funny, like you think, you know. And you don't when you're starting out, you know. What I mean? No, that's good. So, yeah. I like the
0: fact that you're you're putting it out there because you think you know, but you really have no idea no until idea. you actually action upon it and yeah. and do some trial and error work. Yeah. So for you, when you had your internships, you said mm-hmm. Jeff Down, no, quad, mm-hmm. yes. What was the difference between those two experiences that led you to say yes and then transfer to um to the school.
1: Yeah. So I was already in the school when I when I started um, NYU, but like, um, yeah, it just felt more like home. It felt, I felt more comfortable. I feel like I feel most comfortable, comfortable, it's a hard word, in a recording studio. Mm-hmm. It just felt, I don't know, it felt right. I don't know. You kind of like know, you know, mm-hmm. where you should be. And I know that the, I don't know if it was the pace or just the energy of, um, you know what it is? I feel like there was, although there's BS everywhere in, in corporations and in and, and life, it was less BS. Mm-hmm. There was like more, like way more extraness, I felt like, working um, or interning at Dev Jam um, versus, you know, at, at Quad. And then it just felt like home. I realized that this is what I wanted to do. It's more technical. Um, you know, I'm working around music. Um, yeah. So it's just a feel.
0: So your experience in the industry as a whole Mm -hmm. when did you first like move into the full-time like after Mm -hmm. graduation I I assume or were you doing that while you were in college too so
1: I started um I interned for about 10 months and then I moved up from intern. you move up to assistant engineer Mm -hmm. and from there um it's kind of like there's no there's nothing set in stone that you move up anywhere it's kind of like just hustle and yeah hustle you know (laughs) and, and networking there's no there's that I know of, there's no like, okay, you do this, you do this, you do this. It's just like it's either somebody quits and you get in the position or somebody and, doesn't show up and you get to engineer and they like you and you keep on working in that. Mm-hmm. And so I was studio hopping after I became an assistant. I worked at Quad for a bit and then I think somewhere else paid me a dollar more. You know what I mean? There, the, the, the thing is, is that the challenge is, is that those wages or those, the payment, um, the rates were like I was saying before trash out the bag. They were not yeah. livable. They were it was super low. So you have to really love it. You had to really loved it. Um and yeah, I mean, I could say so much stuff about just how, you know, did that whole industry works or like, you know what I mean, it's just a lot of work for a little bit of money. I mm-hmm. mean, um, in hindsight, um but what was I saying? What were we talking about? Uh, we were talking about their progression. Yeah, the progression. So what happened with me is is that I w- I just kept on going places that were um that there were openings, you know. So I was at uh, the cutting room for a little bit, I was at Campo, and at the same time, too. And then I was playing in this band, it was an all girls band. Mm-hmm. Um, you were playing the drums,
0: uh, or I was or? playing the drums, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. I say
1: girls because you know, we were 12, but I mean, we were younger, um, <laughs> all women's bands, or whatever. And um, we one of the members knew the guy who was head of Warner Brothers, mm-hmm. um, urban department. and... He was working out of King, which is a studio that no longer exists. A lot of these studios don't exist anymore. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, so Chunking and um, he let us work out of there. And so that was cool. And then we were chit-chatting, and that was a really cool experience. And he realized I was, I was an engineer. So he started to put me on sessions as an engineer. Oh, wow. with a lot of the talent on coming off of um, Warner at the time. And so that was a great experience. And so that's where I started to work as a freelance audio engineer. So that was the transition also to technology and the times helped mm-hmm. that because I was good in pro tools. And at the time tape machines were leaving the studio. So I started with tape machines, like inch, mm-hmm. you no know, multi-track 24 track machines. And, um, it moved into, it was moving into pro tools recording. And so I knew that. And so that was again, an in, um, so yeah, so that's how I moved into, um, engineering full time.
0: Got it. So from your experiences at the different studios and the way you kind of navigated the industry at what point was it that you said all right i'm seeing not a lot of women here
1: oh that was the beginning the yeah, beginning I mean, yeah it was obvious i mean and it's i think it's always obvious when you go into a space and you don't see yourself mm. you know or people like you it's it's just like it might be a slight mental note i don't think i i definitely wasn't harping on it cuz you're just trying to learn put your head down and get to work but it's noticeable like okay there're no women here uh, or there i should say i shouldn't say that because at that at quad at the time there was one other um, woman assistant engineer and then eventually uh, another one came on board so i feel like it was more so more at that studio but um yeah just weren't a lot and the ratio wasn't you know popping and so yeah that always was in the back of my head and it was also not not just that but it was the culture mm. the culture was very male locker room yeah. You know what I mean? And it was like jarring for me because I guess I don't know, maybe I was sheltered or something. Now in hindsight I'm like, okay, that's what it is, but you know, I was just like, wow. It was very <laughs> eye-opening like this is what guys talk about when women aren't around. Um and you know, cuz the, the conversations would 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 go as if um I mean, they knew I was there but they don't care. They didn't really yeah. care because I was the only one there at the time. Um and so it was just a eye-opening learning experience. Ooh. Experience. And so again, you keep it moving and you keep on going and it's not like it was all bad, not at all you mm-hmm. know I felt comfortable, but there were moments where it's just like, wow um you know it would be what do, what would it be like if I was able to create the culture or the environment that I'm in I feel like that's that was the reoccurring th- theme for me like mm-hmm. how can I um add to this culture that I work in or in this environment that I work in so I think that that was like the motivating
0: mm-hmm.
1: um that's thought. Like the catalyst yeah the catalyst of of me um coming up with the creative street it's part of the catalyst of of how the creative street was born
0: yeah so talk to us a little bit about now you've had your experience you're confident in your roles you you understand like how people are talking about women behind closed doors but you also are trying to figure out okay how can i affect the culture of this environment yeah like what essentially gave you uh, the stepping stone, not even the stepping stone, but what gave you the the moment where you were just like, all right, I'm going to start the creator suite.
1: It was um a a longer um ramp up to that. Like after I like how do I phrase this? After I was working in um, various studios and freelancing, I decided um, this was right 2009 to start my own. Mm-hmm. Um, small studio, a basement level of my house. And, um, it was called Hidden. it is called Hidden Chapel studios and it's no longer there, but mm-hmm. I still like contract from that company name. Um, and yeah, and so that was me, um, manifesting the idea of how do I create my own culture? And it was great. Yes. You know yeah. what I mean? And, um, I just wanted more of that, you know? Mm-hmm. So the creator suite, um, came later on. Uh, I guess I started doing advocacy work for women in music production um, with an organization called Gender Amplified. I remember you were mentioning, um, you don't know too many other organizations. They're one of the organizations that's doing great work to support women in music production. And I um, started volunteering doing videography work. Mm -hmm. I do video as well and i started to interview and 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 learn the stories of other women in music production and i like fell in love with that like almost immediately oh wow and so um so that was that and i was doing helping with their socials and their video work and just doing more of that and then i i um became a part of another collective. Mm-hmm. It was me and two other gentlemen, um, and it was called Pushing Buttons Collective. Mm-hmm. And we started to do, um, I don't want to say community outreach, but we were doing a lot of events around the city in Brooklyn. And this was around, um, they call it beat culture, but it's its music producers um, who are usually using their beat machine as an instrument. So it's not so much I'm um, hitting a beat. We're actually pushing buttons, um, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, to create the sound live.
0: Oh, wow. Yeah,
1: so... Um, So when we started putting together shows for that... So I was doing Gender Amplified. I'm doing Pushing Buttons Collective. And when we started doing shows for that, we were like, we need more women. Like, where Mm -hmm. are the women? And so we gave ourselves a quota every month when we did an event. We would try to make the bill um, 50-50, women, men, or at least... You know, whatever. If there's six people in the bill, it will be two women and four men. At least two women, a minimum.
0: And when you say bill, you're talking about the artists, the artists, okay. like the
1: roster of artists that are performing.
0: So you jump. all were thrown shows intentionally,
1: intentionally,
0: trying yeah, trying to make it fifty percent women, fifty yes. percent men.
1: Yes, intentionally. Um, uh, just because you know we felt like there was a need for it, mm-hmm. and then that developed into when Women's Month rolled around. This was 2017. Um, I thought this it would be a great idea to do a celebration of women in music production because all of this was making me hype. Like I was yeah. just like, because when I'm seeing these women, they're like women in music production really inspire me. They really, it's like really a motivation. Maybe because I never, um, I just have I I, I never experienced it on. Maybe it was something I was like um, thirsty for and I didn't realize it. Yeah, but it's just really empowering to see women kill it. You know, just period. And then in the field that you are working in, that's to me, it's awesome. So it was, um, it was also feeding me. So I decided to do, um, a celebration of women in music production event. Mm -hmm. It was at the first one, 2017 was at Star Bar. And, um... I did a mini doc on every woman, like the five women um, on the bill, and I did yeah. a min- mini doc on them, and it just was our best. Like it ended up being our most attended event. Oh you know wow! I mean? And so I was just like, "Oh, we got to do this every year." So that was like really the start of the Creator Suite. I didn't call it the Creator Suite that year, but then the next year I named it the Creator Suite, and then the following year <clears throat> I no longer was with Gender Amplify, no longer was no longer was with Pushing Buttons Collective, mm-hmm. and I said, "You know what? I'm gonna." Start my own organization and I'm calling it the greater suite. Okay. Over of that. And so that's where, and that was just, you know, we're only six months old. Yeah. You I, know, I, I got we, you
0: guys right in the beginning. Like, yeah. I was following you guys when you had like one or two photos yeah. posted. Okay. And I was like, I have to watch
1: this. November 23rd, we launched. Yeah. <laughs> and it's been really, you know, the response has been crazy. Like, and I think it's just, you know, indicative of there's a need for it. Mm-hmm. You know, so, um, yeah, we just had our, our last uh, celebration of women in music production March 1st. We had um, just a lot of, we have an event coming up. It's not probably not going to make this podcast, but it's on Wednesday. It's around music business and um, music production. Mm-hmm. And we have an event with um, the Beggars Group. It's a, a recording, um, the indie label.
0: Okay. And they have
1: like five different labels underneath them. But we're doing an event in their offices. So that's going to be really cool.
0: Oh, wow. Yeah. And so everything sounds like it's just been an amazing kind of like A plus B equals C. Like we're doing it this way, doing that way. But talk to us a little bit about like what happened during the struggle. Like how did you balance your mental health, like being the only female a lot of the times in those rooms with that conversations that were happening? And then even producing like your first major event that was focused predominantly on women. Talk to us about a little bit about that.
1: Yeah, I think um I don't know. I think the struggle um part cuz right now I feel like around that I don't, I don't feel any struggle honestly yeah. cuz I think I'm just older. I'm grown and the eyes. <laughs> zero Fs left. Like it's just like you have a different tolerance. You you you're more confident in your craft yeah. and yourself. Yeah. So I'm just like you know, I see um whatever and I see it as performance. Like whatever performance of I don't know. Uh, what's the how do I like um performance of extra masculinity like like pump, puffing? At me. I look at it like really like yeah. it's just like performance. to me. At this point, I'm like it's like 2019, really. Yeah, yeah, it's very 2000 and late for me. Like yeah. it's just that's the way I receive it. But I understand like when I was younger, it wasn't like that. Mm. It was intimidating. It was um I don't know you call it patriarchy or, or whatever mm-hmm. that uh nonsense is. It was it manifested um in various ways and it's subtle you know what I mean it's all subtle but then you actually don't know if that's the root of it but it's compounded with you're not getting paid a lot of money yeah. and you're working long hours so it's just like the whole environment to be to me is um you have to really love it <laughs> that's mm-hmm. all I have to say you have to really love what you're doing because the whole environment just as a human is not the most healthy for you mentally I feel man woman or child you know what I mean mm-hmm. um but on top of that you're in a male-dominated um Space and, and somebody brought it to my, my attention, it's technically not even safe because you're the only woman in a dark room and there's no windows and it's like at night, 2 a.m. or whatever. Yeah, and this it's like soundproof, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I never thought about that, and I actually never felt scared in a session. Yeah. But somebody brought that up to me, I was like, You have a point, I never mm-hmm. thought about that. Um, but yeah, but I don't know, I think it's, um, I don't know what to say, like, they're definitely, I think, just growing up in it, mm-hmm. um just like i said the the conditions of the environment it's not choice yeah. but you like the thing is is that i'm solution oriented so you know there're a lot of things and i'm also a black woman you know what i mean mm-hmm. so like we're we're used to creating a path when there's none right. you know what i mean yeah. and so like you just make it happen you just have to you have to you have to figure it out you yeah. know what i mean i think the great thing about um, engineering and production is that it it, it um, teaches you to troubleshoot. Mm-hmm. So you're always problem solving. Like in in a studio session, um, what do you call it? There's definitely chauvinism if that's the word. But on the flip side, these men are looking for you to answer the questions. Like, how do I get the signal? If there's no something went down in the room and you're the assistant or you're yeah. the engineer, you have to fix it. So at the end of the day, like there could be some of that when the smoke clears. If you can shine in those. Um, areas there's respect you know what I mean so it, it's not definitely not doom and gloom you know what I mean right. but they're just like you know they're just parts of it where it's just like this is whack you know yeah. this is messed up or hmm I wonder why you know I'm not being greeted and everybody else is and then you know they might think I'm like the girlfriend of somebody in the session and it's just yeah. like no I'm the engineer or I'm the assistant or I'm not the singer or, you know what I mean like yeah. little dumb stuff like that now <laughs> um, you know I feel like it, I don't know if it doesn't happen to me as much, but it just doesn't, I don't process it the same.
0: Okay. So. Like, Did you have somebody that you leaned on to have those discussions with? I think women like should, but I didn't. Uh-huh. I didn't.
1: Yeah. yeah. And, um, yeah, no, I didn't. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I'm thinking, <laughs> I'm like, mm, nope. <laughs> nope. So yeah. it
0: sounds like you were just really focused, just really focused. Yeah. And, and you knew what you could tolerate and what you couldn't.
1: Yeah. And there were moments that I got burnt out. It's not like I was just like, I'm like, woo, let me, you know, yeah. no, like there's this more like my background like not my background but i grew up meditating so mm. my parents were like i don't know i think of them like almost like black hippies but we grew up <laughs> we grew up meditating you know what i mean and to me like that was the best resource because it's like i always have an internal compass um as to what feels good mm-hmm. and so like i base all of my everything in life, you know what I mean? Um, as to like, okay, if it doesn't feel like that, you know what I mean? Something's not right, mm, you know? So I like that. Yeah. So, so that's, that's been my compass Um, being able to get still and, and realizing that the greatness is really coming from within you. So, yeah.
0: I like that. I like that. So you have a compass, and then you—it sounds like you have a barometer. I think mm-hmm. that's the word. A barometer. Yeah, this yeah. is janky,
1: or this is like bad energy, <laughs> or this is all these people are mess. You know, I have that. Like, so it, it's it's, and the more I trust it, it's like intuition. You know, yeah. what I mean, the more I trust it, the the stronger it is. Like, it rings the alarm louder.
0: And I think people really underestimate the power of meditation. Oh, like, it's life. It's everything. <laughs> I mean, I could go on and on, but it's just, you know, I feel like whatever
1: practice you're in, if you don't. Um, I don't know, I feel like meditation is the path of learning, like, who you actually are.
0: Mm. You know, like, your
1: full potential. And if you never actually taste that, I feel like you're doing yourself a disservice.
0: That has been a theme right now of, like, making sure you know who you are. Mm -hmm. And it's good to know that for some people, meditation can, like, help with that. Mm -hmm. Especially the the end result of knowing the full power of who you can be. I love that statement.
1: Oh, no, it's it's, so true. I mean... Yeah, I know. I really, I truly believe that. I truly believe that. Yeah, yeah,
0: I love it. So, with your company, you mm-hmm. you started in November with mm-hmm. the Creative Suite, which is really cool because now, like, with the Creative Suite, like, I was on there when you had like five followers. Now you have over 1,300. Well, thank you right? for your loyalty. Yeah, thank you. Man. <laughs> thank you for what you're doing. Mm-hmm. So, one of the main focuses of Currency Shift is social currency. So, social currency is building social networks to gain access influence resources and networking in the digital space that affects a person offline and online so share with us how your social media platforms whichever ones are your your go-to's and your main ones have really empowered or influenced your business
1: Well we're mainly um, heavy on Instagram I got to get the other um, pages up Facebook and Twitter um, and all the good stuff in LinkedIn but in YouTube, um but follow us on instagram and <laughs> facebook and youtube we are on there yeah um and twitter um we need your support but how did my social how did social media affect
0: how did it empower or influence everything the company?
1: yeah it was it was pretty much everything because like um like i said the, the creator suite officially launched november 23rd on instagram and i i take that as like the official launch mm-hmm. of the, but again like two years ago we were doing that event so i feel like it was it was like little footprints, but we're official now. Um, and so, yeah, to me, it's everything because um, it it's kind of like the hub for the community. Just social media in general, I feel like it's under um, it's underestimated because mm-hmm. it's a free platform and you can broadcast whatever you want. Yes, it's like your own network. That's the, that's the way I um, I take it. You know what I mean? And so we have a lot of video content, and I feel like it just it, right now we're telling the stories and, and shifting the narrative in a way mm-hmm. of women in music production um the idea of them being objects of some sort to power players so you're seeing women in front of equipment talking about equipment with expertise um and it's a varied um group of women you know what i mean Mm -hmm. and it's a global community so we have um folks from australia from Mm -hmm. toronto from london um and all around you know the united states so i think that the 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 most effective way that um, social media has helped us is to broadcast that we're here. Yeah. You know what I mean? And we're doing amazing stuff and here's our story or here the stories of these various women. Um, Yeah. So I feel like that's what my intention also too, is to bring value. Like Mm -hmm. sometimes we um, offer tips Um, sometimes in the interviews that I do um, women offer tips, yeah. you know? um, And so we're starting a podcast hopefully Mm -hmm. this month. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully, um. So it's just my main thing, um, with the creative suite. Um, and I'm, you know, it's me and like a couple of interns right now. But it's like to build a team, yeah. But like to really offer value to these women. I feel like that is, um, and 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 offer an environment to feel free, feel safe, and then collaborate. And that's mm-hmm. to me the cool thing from the events that we've had. I've seen on other social media pages that these women have been collaborating and getting together and creating music. So to me, that's like. You know, I feel great about that.
0: Yeah, no, it's really important, especially that collaboration piece. Yeah. Because it's always, uh, collaboration over competition
1: oh yeah and I think a lot yeah. of
0: times sometimes you get caught up in and in, in that where with what you're doing is really uniting and saying hey you DJ and you're also a woman let's meet and talk to this woman that's a producer or this artist or this person that actually produces on the back or a sound engineer and mm-hmm. you're putting them all together like one of the things that I was like really big on when I was stayed in Charlotte North Carolina there's this organization that's called with these hands okay and what they do Is they teach young people how to DJ. Mm. So that was kind of like my big thing is when I was younger, you talk about listening and recording the tapes. I would record DJ mixes Mm -hmm. and I would actually like listen to them under, like I had a little radio recorder under my pillow so my dad would know. And I'd just be listening to how the DJ mixed and cut the beats and everything. You're a DJ? I'm not a DJ, but I appreciate the technical. And the creative part of DJs. Mm-hmm. So with these hands, um, that organization in Charlotte, I would just volunteer. I couldn't teach them nothing, but I was there mm-hmm. <laughs> rooting them on, encouraging them, mm-hmm. and helping them. Mm-hmm. So whenever I go out, I-, I always look for, is the DJ male or female? Because mm-hmm. I always find that the women DJs, there's just something different about mm-hmm. their technique. And they really pay attention to the crowd and the vibes. It's just something mm-hmm. spectacular. I don't know.
1: Yeah. Um, you know, um, no, I, 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 I guess I totally agree with you. You know, it's interesting, <laughs> and I don't want this to be like counter to what I'm doing because it's not. But I, um, I think there's definitely a difference between men and women for sure, and I think, um, in the way that we've been socialized, mm-hmm. women just are, um, and socialized to listen more, mm-hmm. and I think that lends itself to production, music production in particular, because there's a lot of listening, um, and then also listening to music, but listening to another person's opinion and processing it and framing it into magic you know yes. what I mean? framing it into something that's really cool um but i you know i think that um i don't know i feel i feel like my motivation is not not so much i don't know if this is going to come out weird but it's not so much um i don't want to i don't want it to seem like um women per se are better you know I, than than men um my whole thing is is that we're just not visible, and there's a whole bunch of us that are are amazing yes. in production, and nobody knows about. It's the us. exposure, piece. you know. It's exposure, exposure piece. It's more so like let's create that balance, and let's let's talk about why there's a barrier there. You know what exactly. I mean? Because we're all dope, but how come some are excluded? Like that really is. I I would say my motivating, you know, thought behind the work that I'm doing.
0: No, and that's good. Yeah. That is essentially good. Yeah. And I and I love social media because like for your particular business, I was a like a OG follower. (laughs) And I could see the buildup happening. Thank you. I could watch some of the videos and better understand, oh, wow. Like, it was exciting for me to be exposed to this variety and the depth of women that are actually in this side of the industry. Yeah. Because I'm aware of, like, the celebrity parts, Mm -hmm. but understanding, like, there are women behind the scenes, too, Mm -hmm. that you don't really get. To see that exposure piece. And I think that's really important. And that's why I wanted you on the show to like talk about all of this, because the exposure piece is what takes a woman from saying, all right, I want to be a rapper or singer to, hmm, I can do it all by myself. I can Mm -hmm. be the music production. I can start my own studio. I can... Find other women who are like me, so I don't feel isolated yeah. or unprotected, so to speak. because yeah. I think a lot of people—they're only visual into like the back end of the music industry—is like love and hip hop. Oh yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. I don't know what to say about
0: that. You know, oh, wait. <laughs> I know. I plead the fifth. <laughs> we'll all fifth. plead the fifth, but um, um, you but, know, it's good to have positive and like exposure. Of a hundred
1: percent, and I think that um, I was um, the last event that we had on March first. It was our third celebration of women in music production and you know I was running around I was hosting and I was running around and I didn't get to actually fully absorb like the breath of it you know so to speak but a lot of women told me after like this one woman we had this beat cypher and it's just like when women are around a table um, producers around the table and they have their beat uh, machines and they're playing um, a minute a minute a minute of, like of music so oh, wow. it's like round robin like one person plays, one person plays mm-hmm. and it's seamless you know so it's transitioning and that seemed to be the highlights of the event, and this one woman told me afterwards that she was crying during it. And, wow! And I was getting like, I got we got great feedback that um, event compared to the years before was like ninety percent women. So like the words getting out, um, and I realized that what. Oh, what she told me i should say is that she's never seen that before. Mm-hmm. And so it's almost like i take it for granted cuz i've seen this before. We've did it a couple of times, yeah. you know, what I mean, <laughs> I'm this my life. But like there are a lot of women who have just have never seen themselves. So it's like we're showing women in production themselves for the first time. I feel like that's amazing. That's huge. Yeah, that's huge. So yeah, it's really powerful to see that modeling cuz it not only says um you know, it not only says um that it's out there but it says that i can do it. You see yourself doing it, you know what I mean. It's like me when I see Serena. I can't play tennis, but I'm like, yeah, I love but, it. Yeah, yeah. When she wins, I feel like I just won. Yeah, like, exactly.
0: I mean? For the culture. Yeah. Talk to us a little bit about like, cause you're doing this. Like, mm-hmm. it's you and your interns. Mm-hmm. How do you balance all of this craziness?
1: It's <laughs> nonsense. It's foolishness. No sleep. I mean, it's not choice. I realize that I have to go slower on the weekends. It's madness. Yeah, I have to go cause I'm doing a lot of the social. Like yeah. all that stuff eases me. Um, but we're trying to change that. I'm, I'm not trying to live that life exactly. But, you know, I'm doing what I am I need to do to make it happen. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, but, yeah, I realize I have to go slower on the weekends because, you know, I've gotten burnt out um, a bunch of times and it's not choice. You know what I mean? Um, but, yeah, I think it's just I think when you love what you're doing, you have a lot of energy around it. But you have to go to sleep at some point, And when you don't, you can get jacked up in the game. Mm-hmm. So I think that's been my issue. Yeah. So it's just like, you know, certain things you just have to realize you can't go to sleep at 3 a.m. or 2 a.m. editing stuff, you know? So it's, um, yeah, you got to balance some stuff out. But at the same time, there is something to be said about hard work and grinding. Because this is the beginning. Mm-hmm. So it, I am in grind mode. So, yeah, I don't know what to say.
0: Yeah, you're in grind mode. But I like the fact that you have your plan in place and recognized for for your health. Oh, yeah. Right? Because you talk about burnout from a a couple of different angles. (laughs) And I, too, understand that because I've been that person 3 a.m. editing and then going to work by, like, 9. Yeah. Right? It's not healthy. No. But you got to do it to a certain extent because it's like, this is your baby. This is something that you're creating and you Mm -hmm. see the bigger impact because you're getting the feedback from people who are like, I appreciate this. Um, So... From the very beginning Mm -hmm. of the career to where you are now, if you could take one piece of advice from everything that you've experienced from the start to where you are now and place it on a post-it on your desk, what would that be? Piece of advice to give to- Yourself. Myself? Mm Mm-hmm. I give myself. What am I giving you, Abita?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Um, let me think. Um. Um, I I would say, um, never underestimate your ideas. Mm. You know, I would say, um, I feel like the most success that I've had have been directly from the ideas that have come out of my brain. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, I would say never underestimate
0: the power within you and your ideas. I love that. I love that. I think people like, they question themselves too much mm-hmm. instead of just trusting themselves.
1: Yeah, no, it's a process.
0: Yeah, I've, I've come a long way. <laughs> come a long way. Yeah. But I love it. I love it. I love it. All right, so this round, um, this is the speed round. Do we need to
1: just just do another chance or do another? Yeah, little I mean, drink if you, or, But oh, no, you're driving. Just, yeah, I don't want oh, anymore. Okay. More. Okay. Let's, let's just oh, take just... a little champagne. Okay. Drink, let's do <laughs>
0: It's funny, because it's so consistent. Before I do a speed round, all the guests are like, let me take a sip.
1: Yeah, let's just transition. (laughs) I think we just want to transition. It's like a little wind chime. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, when the speed round, I'm going to ask you... A few questions. Okay. Whatever comes to mind. I feel like I want to put my hand on a buzzer. I know, right? Okay. Yeah. Whatever comes to mind, you know, just just say it. Okay. There's no right or wrong I mean, here. I feel, like, I feel a little scared right now. But oh, don't be scared. Let okay. me, let me hold on, because I'm, I'm getting serious. Sometimes I get serious because I'm, I'm excited and I got to focus. But okay. yes, just relax. Okay. Just like do a little wave right. here. All do right. a little wave. All okay. right, cool. <laughs> All right, so the first question. Yeah. What gets you out of bed? Oh. <laughs> the creator suite. What is your favorite band, artist, or group? I love Hiatus Coyote.
1: Yeah, I don't know if I'm pronouncing the name. Hiatus Coyote, I think they pronounce it, but it's a a band out of Australia. Amazing. They're like jazz meets R&B meets, I don't know, a little bit of hip-hop, a little bit of J Dilla. Just dope. I love them. Nice. Role models. Role models. Shirley Chisholm. Mm -hmm. Um. Who else? I don't know. Um, My mother. <laughs> God. Saints. Yeah. Nice. Favorite drink? Mm. I made a really good drink last night. Let mm-hmm. me tell you about it. Tell us about it's it. It's really good. I'm, I called it a summer breeze. Okay. And it is dark tr- cherries frozen, but you blend it with lemon, um, apples, juiced, ginger, and uh, my um, raw. I, and, and pineapple slices what
0: so it's like a, a fruit drink non-alcoholic drink.
1: non-alcoholic and a, but a lot of ginger
0: a lot of ginger ginger
1: will change your life i just want to put that in. that's probably the best advice i would give myself as well <laughs> ginger will t- change your life but that drink what This sounds refreshing oh my gosh yes all right yeah
0: <laughs> luxury I, I, I like the fact before we move on yeah. I like the fact that you said that you made a drink when I was thinking about making a drink I was like mm, take some tequila some oh, pineapple yeah. I'm, yeah. <laughs> but you went deep you have yeah, the we had, cherries, the, we had the cherries everything em, the
1: emulsifier you see it involves a Vitamix of some sort emulsifier and <laughs> blend, blender and um and a juicer so yeah yes. well, hardcore
0: I like it I yeah. like
1: it alright luxury item mmm I don't know. I, I don't know why I'm thinking
0: computer. I'm basic.
1: Okay. Yeah.
0: Is it a laptop or a desktop? Laptop. Laptop. Yeah. All right. Perfect. It's like a tricked out new Mac. Okay. With all the fixings.
1: The all, little. On RAM little, on a thousand. Yeah. The little
0: touch board and everything. Yep. All right. Nice. Nice. Nice.
1: I like how you went RAM. RAM. Yeah. Let's get that processing power yeah. <laughs> on a million. I don't know. what. What's the latest um processor on a Mac? i7? Are we still at i7?
0: We don't know. I, I don't know. I want the fastest though. <laughs> Whatever that would be. I like it though. What's your favorite food? Mm. Can it be fruit? It could be whatever you want. Mangoes, love mangoes. Okay, so I've seen the ladies because I've been in New York for about five years, mm-hmm. but I'm always tempted because I see the ladies with their mangoes mm-hmm. and they put some type of seasoning on it and they shake the mm-hmm. bag. We're not
1: doing that. No, oh,
0: your people from Western? What, no, nah, no, Chicago Southside. Okay, yeah, yeah. My mom's from Trinidad,
1: my dad's from Guyana, so I don't know the culture. We just love mangoes, so I, I no wanna, seasoning. Oh no, we don't want to season nothing. Yeah. Okay, no. well,
0: I gotta try it because I, I I've been tempted because I see them in they put the little seasoning on. They have like yeah. this this whole cart full of seasoning, and they just shrink it up and they sell it.
1: I'm mm. I mean, batay. Hey, I don't want that though in my life. I've, but I just I want a straight it. mango. Mango. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Got it. Got it. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> Favorite country to visit. Hmm. So that means that I visited it before. Mm-hmm. It oh. could be
0: that or a country that you want to visit.
1: Um. I want to visit other parts of Africa. I've only been to Cote d'Ivoire. But I guess right now the favorite was, would be Trinidad. I love Trinidad. All yeah. right. All
0: right. All right. Well, then, yeah. Best way to give back.
1: The best way to give back. I feel like... I don't know. Well, I'm going to remix it. I feel like the best way to give is to not look for something in return. Mm. Yeah. So I feel like the best way right now for me to give back is through the creator suite. Um, But I, I don't know if I think about it as giving back is just empowering and it's something that excites me but I feel like the best way to give is to not
0: not look for anything in return. right
1: right that's like really giving
0: that's fair retirement place
1: oh we ain't never retiring what you talking about <laughs> out here retirement place I don't know how to answer that. Um, maybe some beach, a beach house. A beach house? You know, not for, you know, I don't know what's going to be underwater or not underwater. But, um, climate
0: change. Yeah, that,
1: some yeah. Caribbean something or, you know, but it won't be. We're never retiring, but it won't be um, a permanent place. It'll just be like for a couple months out of there. So vacation house, maybe vacation, best place for vacation. I like that. A yeah. uh, Cartoon. Uh only thing that comes to mind is it's uh I'm grown Inspector Gadget. Yes, <laughs> yeah. I love that show. Yeah Inspector Gadget.
0: Go, go yeah. gadget. All right. Grew up on that. Drama. Drama? Mm-hmm. No parts of it. I want no parts of it. <laughs>
1: Drama. <laughs> Comedy. Comedy. Um it was funny to me. You know, what? I love the show. I just was watching Portlandia.
0: I love Portlandia. Okay. That's my show. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. All right. Last question. Mm-hmm. What is happiness?
1: Oh, um, like that's easy. Um, Happiness, I feel like it is something that is, you know, generated um, by you. You know what I mean? I I don't want to say subjective, but it's something that um, you
0: can create. I feel like. I don't know. I'll leave it at that. Something that you can create. Mm -hmm. I like that. All right. Is there anything that you would like the listeners to know?
1: oh follow the creator suite um i want you to know more <laughs> about women in music production that's that's what i really want you to know listeners yes um there are a lot of amazing women sarah too ill follow her follow v notes follow miss madley follow i'm just thinking off the top dj kumbaya follow um oh buxom follow killer man's ego follow um pursuit grooves there's just so many mm-hmm. so many um I want you to follow the creative suite so you can learn more about women in music production and how awesome they are.
0: All right. Perfect. Well, thank you for being on the show. This was tons of fun. How can the people, you already told them to follow you, but how can they continue to like support and uh, be a part of the movement that you've created?
1: You can follow me to know. <laughs> I mean, that's the way best way to to, to um, tap in. Um follow us (laughs) on Instagram or you know go to the website and um, submit your name so you can stay on the mailing list but yeah but just you know I guess um, try to do a little go home tonight and hashtag women in music production hashtag female producers on Instagram hashtag women producers and just learn more about what's out there Mm -hmm. Um, because I feel like you know again part of this is just that there's a whole bank of creators that are not really being looked upon or highlighted you know what I mean And, and we're losing out on like the greater mosaic of culture that we could be experiencing so find some women producers in your life
0: yeah they rock yeah so follow the creator suite it's the same name on instagram Mm -hmm. on twitter 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 it's
1: creator suite without the the but everywhere else it is the creator suite
0: all right thank you Avita. thank you thank you to our sponsor for season two Punto Space, the contemporary raw space combines capacity with intimacy. Four distinct spaces on three levels encompass more than three thousand five hundred square feet. Custom configurations, a state-of-the-art audio visual system, and full service support provide endless possibilities for realizing your creative vision. Thank you for joining the conversation. To learn more about currency shift, go to currency shift now. Com. If you feel as though you fit the criteria as the first, the only, or the disruptive, send us an email, info at currencyshiftnow.com. Until next time, keep pushing, stay motivated, and stay encouraged.